crypto markets hit a fresh low and the 93.7 million treasury balance in Kenya. Does it mean the government is broke? That and more in this episode. Good morning, Africa, and welcome aboard your pulse on everything business. In Africa, I am Ritha Dong. For more, follow us on Twitter at the K Financial, and you can find me at Ritha Dong. Over the weekend, the discourse in Kenyan media was none other than the latest data from the Kenyan Gazette. For many analysts, the opening balance for September, 93.7 million Kenya shillings is an indicator that the Kenyan government is broke. While the government hasn't defaulted on any obligations yet, the balances in the last three months have been the lowest level since July of 2018. We start with the central bank governor Patrick Njoroge and his stance on whether to be alarmed by the 93.7 million treasury balance. This audio was provided by our good friends at Mwango Capital. I think the point to make, you're probably alluding to what is known as the cash flow of the government that I know was circulating over social media this weekend. And that cash flow, the government is required to publish it every single month. Okay, so we see it every month. The point is that it shows the inflows. So it's a bit like you're in a... How much came in? How much did you spend? And how much remained? So if you look, there are certain revenues. If you see, there are certain expenditures. And then you have the bottom line, which is what is the balance, which is that number. The fact that it is 93, in my view, is neither here nor there. Why? Because there may have been expenditures that were needed that maybe were held back in terms of pending bills or any of these other things. You understand? So this line or this table taken by itself doesn't give you a complete picture. But I think it tells you that the government had certain expenditures. It got certain flows, including loans, and it paid those expenditures and the balance was X or whatever the number is, the 93. But I think the point I'm making here is that I think the more fundamental issue is the charts I gave you, the deficit, because that tells you that we are actually spending more, living beyond our means. And you can live beyond your means for a period of time, just like you borrow for the car or borrow for a house. So you're spending beyond your means for a period of time. You're going to repay it. So it has to be, so the three of them have to be seen together. And, but I do wish you to ask that question to the PS Treasury. I'm sure he's an accountant. He'll, he'll give you a better answer to the question than I did. But that's the way I look at it. IC Group economist Chacha Lugutu joins us for an in-depth analysis and to answer the question, does the Treasury balance mean the country is broke? As at the end of last week, we saw from the Kenya Gazette issue, uh, Treasury now announcing that from the monies that they have had cumulatively between July to August and compared to the expenditure that they've been able to have. So the balance that remained was 93.7 million shillings. So that's the headline that uh, we picked and which uh, did rounds over the course of the weekend. But let me bring some context to it so that you can be able to better appreciate this figure, 93.7 million shillings that was remaining. I take you back to the end of the last fiscal year, fiscal year 2021-2022, which ended last in the month of June. 
And in that fiscal year, Kenya expected to issue a euro bond of around $1 billion. So that's around 118 billion shillings in equivalent Kenyan shilling stamps then. And because of the unfavorable market conditions, Kenya was not able to do a euro bond issue. They also toyed with the idea of getting a syndicated loan issue, but even that didn't come into fruition. So there was a plug uh, uh, for having not gone to the market uh, for raising these uh, monies. And as a result of that, on the side of expenditure, as at the end of the last financial year, we saw a number of uh, expenditure not being done. Uh, there was a reduction in uh, CAPEX spending, that's on the development spending uh, in the order of 124 billion shillings, which remained unspent. And also for county disbursements, equitable revenue share to counties. There was another 24 billion that hadn't been disbursed uh, to counties uh, from the consolidated fund. And that speaks to the fact that there wasn't a eurobond issue. So getting into the number that you saw over the weekend is something that has played out since the month of June. I think from June up until August, you've seen uh, the balances that remains from the coffers is below a billion shillings as at the end of the month. And that to me speaks of um, a precarious situation in the, in the extent that there's a, an adverse shock uh, on the treasury uh, in terms of the consolidated fund. And if I may just uh, bring some context to this, in the financial year 2020-2021, we had some monies that had not been disbursed to counties, it was totaling 29.7 billion shillings. In the financial year 2020-2021, counties clamored for disbursement of the monies that they are not dis that had not been disbursed to them in the previous financial year. So that totaled 29.7 billion, and it was disbursed in the course of fiscal year 2020-2021. And that is something that I say, if counties now turn around and say, hey, for the last financial year, there was 24 billion that hadn't been remitted to us. We want that money in addition to what is supposed to be given to us this year. That's around 370 billion. Where will the money come from? And that's how this, that now speaks to the broke government in the sense that if some of these uh, expenses or some of these dues uh, are, are expected to be honored, where will the money come from? And another school of thought is that, well, it's not a good, it's not a bad thing that there's a balance that remaining, however low it is. Well, it makes sense. I agree with that view uh, in the sense that if you have revenues on one side, you have to expand. So it's, it more or less balances off whatever the amount of money remains. And we've seen that even in the previous financial years, we've been getting uh, billions still remaining unused as at the end of any given month, which just speaks to some fiscal indiscipline in the sense that why have monies, but yet you're not able to fully absorb that money. But if you look at it in the context of a lesser evil, I'd rather have a situation whereby there is a lower absorption rate. And that is what has played out previously in the previous financial years as compared to a scenario whereby if you look at the cash balance that is remaining and compared to any contingent liability that may come up, 
that is an issue. So that just brings to context the 93.7 billion uh, that uh, remained as at the end of last uh, last month, and just speaks of a government which is more or less like um, hand to mouth. You get to revenues, and that revenues you expend fully. But remember, we have a new administration. There are a number of projects that they might want to implement at the start of this regime. Where will the money come from? So that is a big challenge. Uh, I think even the new the, the, the new administration is alive to that fact. Uh, so they will they will be able to ensure that revenues uh, is dialed upwards. There's a higher target this financial year as compared to the last financial year by another 300 billion shillings. And also on the other hand, uh, to trim unnecessary expenditure, at least now to ensure that uh, the economy or the fiscal uh, gets to a more uh, pretty shape going forward. A quick review of the other stories making it into the podcast. The World Bank says interest rate hikes by central banks around the world could trigger a global recession in 2023. Central banks have raised rates with a degree of synchronicity not seen over the past five decades to tackle soaring prices. Raising rates makes borrowing more expensive to try to bring down the pace of price rises. But it also makes loans more costly, which can slow economic growth. The warning from the World Bank comes ahead of monetary policy meetings by the U.S. Federal Reserve and Bank of England, which are expected to increase key interest rates this week. The World Bank said the global economy was in its steepest slowdown following the post-recession recovery since 1970. A quick review of the markets. Crypto markets hit a fresh low on Monday in tandem with other risky assets as traders rush for safety ahead of another round of interest rate decisions by major central banks. Policymakers in the US and UK are expected to raise interest rates to tame inflation, while Beijing and Tokyo are seen leaving monetary policy unchanged. Adding further selling pressure on crypto is speculation of new regulatory measures following the Ethereum merge. Bitcoin, the world's most traded cryptocurrency, declined more than 6% to 18,400 US dollars approaching levels last seen on December 21st and Ether was also down nearly 6% below 1,300 US dollars, the lowest in over two months. South African Johannesburg Stock Exchange or Share Index paired early losses over 1% to close slightly lower at 66,475 on Monday, notching its fifth consecutive session of losses amid lingering concerns of a global growth ahead of key central bank meetings, both resource-linked shares and financials reduced losses while industries recovered slightly. Locally, the focus turns to CPI data and the monetary policy decision by the South African Reserve Bank later in the week, with markets anticipating a 75% basis points rate hike. Meanwhile, concerns over intense load shading mounted even after utility. Power Utility Eskom said it would reduce power outages to stage 5 from stage 6. The company also set out plans to buy 1,000 megawatts in private supply with the first contract to be signed this week to reduce the impact of the power crisis. Thank you for always waking up with us. Good Morning Africa is a product of the K Financial. If you have any suggestions or you just want to check out more stories, visit our website. That is thekfinancial.com and don't forget to subscribe. You can also find us on all social media platforms at the K Financial, and you can find me at With The Dawn. 